WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina. And I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, on WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Oh, yo, well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as our best this is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dill here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. And basically, this is the uh, this weekend is the 37th anniversary of uh, the Weekend Gardener. Uh, we uh, took over for John Harris 37 years ago, so we're starting our uh, 38th year. Uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTEF. And uh, Rufus Edmonston is with us, along with uh, Johnny Coley, who is an extension agent in Granville and Person County. And Richard uh, was talking about preparation, and that's something we need to discuss even more, uh, preparation for the spring's garden. And um, what what other questions did you have, Richard? Well, I was just going to comment that uh, the reason uh, um, migrating from the uh, soaker hose to the uh, drip tape is uh, 
hopefully it'll help mitigate some disease because if I uh, irrigate locally, that that takes out the uh, space between the plants uh, as a source for uh, soil-borne pathogens, in theory. So uh, okay. the, uh, the problem I found in trying to find the drip tape is that they want to sell you 100 feet of it, and I don't know that I'd ever use all that. But also, uh, water is increasingly expensive, and to uh, manage that water is going to be part of the uh, gardening equation. But uh, in uh, another item that uh, I just wanted to mention about the uh, cold water, uh, cold weather, and the uh, killing of uh, insects, uh, the uh, Trans-Alaska Highway uh, almost didn't get built because the mosquitoes were too thick. You know. Uh, work with people from uh, some people from the northern latitudes and they would actually uh, for, they actually prefer winter because all the mosquitoes are dead right they're <laughs> dormant oh my god you would think oh god they should have beautiful summers up there but but they were fugitives from their own homes because of mosquitoes oh that's terrible well uh, richard i hope that that yeah go ahead uh, johnny do you need to wrap something up one of the worst places uh, that I've ever been for mosquitoes is Barrow, Alaska. Uh, it's up right. on the Arctic Ocean, and there, I was up there in August uh, a few years ago, and mosquitoes were terrible. Yeah, they're weightlifting <laughs> mosquitoes up there. They're tough. Yeah. They're yeah, tough. Yeah. Junkyard dog mosquitoes. Yeah, uh, the yeah, drip tape will be a little bit more difficult to find in shorter, shorter yeah. sections. Yeah. Richard, uh, thank you very much. All right. Appreciate you calling. Just have one well, let, me, let me argue with Richard just a moment about a soaker hose. All right. Okay. Uh, Richard, I prefer a soaker hose because I think you can get more, they're, they're more maneuverable around plants than the drip. Okay. That, that's yeah, that's the only so reason I prefer a soaker hose. Okay. Yeah, Great. drip tape is a little difficult. To, it's usually, like I said, it's usually under plastic. It may be a little, a little bit more difficult to maneuver than the soaker. Right. right. Did you have another question, Richard? I uh, just wanted to mention the snow report. Uh, this morning I tried to go uh, sledding. Oh. And uh, it, it was too powdery and not slick enough. Right. That It is very dry, and yeah. you can't make snowmen and all of that stuff. You can't throw them at, at your neighbor. So maybe so. tomorrow will be different. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it should be. for being there. And- yeah. Hey, it's 22 degrees. Oh, yeah. Ah, we've made it up to 22. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. All right. Y'all have a great one. Richard out. All right. Uh, my, my buddy Jimmy is uh, with us uh, from next door. Jimmy, uh, you had a question about garlic. Yeah, I'm, che- I'm, I'm cheating just a little bit by walking down the hall. There, there we go. go. Got you I'm now. cheating just a little bit by walking down the hall instead of calling on the I'm phone. I'm glad. But I'm growing some garlic for the first time I've ever grown garlic. I ordered two different varieties of soft neck garlic. Planted them the first week in November like you're supposed to. I hear you you uh, harvest in June or July, right? So, um, you know, four inches deep, a uh, whole entire bale of pine straw on top. But it was so warm in November and December that everything sprouted. I mean, sprouted like a mm. foot tall. Now, yeah. should I have done anything about that? Or is it too late to do anything about that? John, I don't know. Johnny, I don't know if Rufus has ever grown any garlic, Johnny. Yeah. I've, uh, I've never actually grown any, and I... Um, it should be fine. Uh, yeah, it may have taken a little bit of energy out of those, um, out of the garlic bulbs, um, but they they should be fine. You know, they they'll die back and, and they'll they'll sprout back out. Um, 
when it's time for them to come back up. There's really nothing you, you, you can do about that. Um, you know, if it does have a, if have a cool spell, I mean, a warm spell like we did this, this, this winter, uh, you know, we're very warm, very late into the, the winter. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot you, you can do. So it's not going to stunt, stunt it in any way. No, I, I think you'll be fine. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll it'll come back out. It's I don't greenery, have, greenery, have a lot of experience with it, but that's with, with onions. It's not going to affect right. the bulb, right? It'll replace itself, I guess. No, no, the bulb's still down there. It's insulated. It'll just, you know, it, it took some energy from that to put that, you know, to put that on, and you lost that. So, uh, you know, you might might be bigger some, but it's it's not. It's going to be. Uh, you, you won't you won't notice it. All right, I'll report back. In yeah, June. please do, uh, Jimmy. Uh, please do yeah, ask. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate y'all's time. Is and, that it? And w- yeah, that's I, maybe, okay. I'm a gardener. You know me. I know. Right. I appreciate it. Back down the hall. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. You take care. That's uh, my buddy Jimmy Lloyd uh, with us. You're on. Um, I was just texting with my my sister lives in Wilmington, Mike, and I was just texting with her, and she um. She did not lose power. Yeah, I think most of the – they've got about 9,000 statewide, I was just noticing. And uh, Brother Rigsby mentioned that uh, a lot of them are down where William, the air traffic controller, lives in the Beaufort, uh, Moorhead City, Carteret County area. I just noticed that they opened up the Noose River Bridge, not here in Raleigh, but uh, the Noose River Bridge uh, in, I guess, Newburn, the Newburn area. Not that anybody is going to be traveling that that much for anybody listening down there. Uh, apparently, they have uh, opened that up again because a lot of those bridges, just like the one in uh, that goes from Moorhead City into Beaufort, it was shut down. That thing rises up and curves around. You could really get in a mess. And uh, in fact, uh, William's wife had to spend the night in a mo- in a motel last night. She couldn't get across the bridge. Uh, from Havelock. So uh, do be careful. I, it is 22 degrees, but that doesn't uh, really, really help things very much. The sun will be coming out at some point today, and that um, and we'll make it up to maybe 34 or so. We're going to talk to uh, a meteorologist coming up here in WPTF, but I would recommend that you uh, stay at home and enjoy whatever you got going on at home uh, today because it's not not easy drive. More of the Weekend Gardener straight ahead. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. As far as we can determine, that's the case. That We don't, we don't think anybody else. Maybe a show in, in, on the BBC, a uh, gardening show that's been on longer, but I, I don't, we don't think so in this country. So All right, it, Mike, I, 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 this makes you nervous, but I want to make a statement here. The reason for the success, primarily, of the Weekend Garden Show is because of the ingenuity, the patience, and the knowledge uh, of a man named Mike Rayleigh. And nobody ever says that, and I, you don't like to hear it, but I'm saying it out there for the people in Radio Land. Johnny Coley knows it, and, and all our listeners know it. And you don't get enough credit for it, my friend. Well, thank you, Rufus. I'm the Broadcasters Hall of Fame. I'm I'm glad this is a uh, pro bono week. Otherwise, I would owe you a lot of money. <laughs> well, that's the truth. That is only true. You you speak the truth there, Rufus. That is, that oh, is for sure, Mike. Uh, Mike has kept it going for all these years. We yeah. appreciate it. Well, we hope we can keep it going for a few more years. Uh, 
as a matter of fact. It's a lot of fun. Jeff, you having a good time this morning? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jeff Hamlin was, was uh, unfortunately for him, had to come in <laughs> today. And, uh, you know, we're a little short staff, weather, and a lot of other things. And uh, so it's, uh, thanks so much, Jeff. Uh, absolutely. For, uh, for coming in. You've done a stellar job. Thank you. So. I, I, it's my pleasure to do yeah, it is. It is. It is right. Fun to be in here. Yeah. What'd you say, Johnny? I was just gonna let Rufus know that um, I I didn't want him to to be alone with his shoulder. So just before Christmas, I decided to break my ankle. And um, oh, no kidding! Rufus, oh my so, goodness! Uh, <laughs> we've been sort of hobbling around here for the last. So you wearing one of those big old boots? Well, they want me to to keep that on when I. And I'm out and about, so I do put it on the. I'm able to actually put put weight on it now, uh-huh. and, uh, and have it around. But uh, I just wanted to let Rufus know I wanted uh, I wanted to be in good company. Uh, well, I didn't know I had that good company because it's pure and aggravation. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad uh, y'all are are better now. Johnny is as loud as your wife was coming down those steps. I'd hate for her to step on my toe. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a tiny little woman. Actually, she she had a little incident, and, uh, and 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 that was part of the reason she was a little bit louder. She was uh, she had a little bit of ankle. Issue oh no! Before the snow started, so we're both hobbling around a little bit. Oh, and, uh, trying to keep water and and everything for all the all the critters and not let them ice up. She just come in while I get. Yeah, I was about to say you have chickens and what else out there? Uh, well, the cows. The main thing with the, with right. the water issue because the, the ponds will, will freeze over uh, with these temperatures, and we don't want them to try to break the ice themselves. We try to give them some, right. some supplemental water in troughs, and of course they they'll freeze up. So we uh, right. we got the water, the warmer, the water floater that keeps the water from from freezing. But um, but anyway, it's 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 all good. We're um, that's great. We got a uh, meteorologist on who's going to hang up if we don't hurry up and get to him because I know he's busy. Nick Lucchetti is with us uh, with the National Weather Service there on the NC State campus. Nick, thank you for uh, joining us. Yeah, absolutely. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. Couldn't be better. Uh, if we were doing any better, we wouldn't be able to live with ourselves, as a matter of fact. We're having a good time this morning. I know, I know that it's uh, been busy for y'all, but I, y'all kind of live for this stuff, don't you? Oh, absolutely. We love this, um, you know. It's uh, it's exciting, especially in this area, to see uh, even a, a couple inches. Of right. It's been a fun event leading up to it, trying to forecast it. Yeah, that's um, been really tough, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just you know, a couple days ago, you know, these, like some of our better models um, were not uh, agreeing with each other, and they were pushing the snow further east, not giving us much, and then pushing it back west, and finally. Uh, you know, a day ago or two days ago, they finally kind of came a little bit more in agreement, so that gave us more confidence. Um, so it, it panned out pretty pretty much how we we expected in the end. So it was, it was a, a a good case study and a good good event, challenging but but fun as well. Yeah. So who was hit the hardest by this? Yeah. So um, the heavier snow bands uh, actually set up uh, south and east of Raleigh. So the big winners were uh, those in Wilson. Nash and Wayne counties, so they saw anywhere from four to five inches. Mm-hmm. Um, but also uh, down south of Raleigh, um, across northern Samson, and uh, even down into Fayetteville, we saw some reports in the four to five inch range as well. So that's that's really fascinating. Um, climatologically, uh, Samson County, it's, it's difficult for them to you know see 
four inches of snow. So right. Typically for us, like our cross country in North Carolina, and we always say north and west of I eighty five is really our our kind of prime spot. So this this was a more of a coastal storm, and um, you know, so some of our southern areas saw some some uh, uh, anomalous snowfall. I'm sure that they were relieved to have that rather than the the ice that uh, Carteret County and and New Hanover and all had. Yeah. Uh, that's where most of the power outages are right now. Yeah, yeah, we actually saw the Wilmington National Service office uh, actually measured at their office a half inch of ice, which is uh, we always say if you start getting up towards a quarter inch of ice, that 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 leads to uh, a lot of power outages. So yeah. Uh, Luckily, the ice stayed out of our, our area, but down along the coast, for sure, they're, they're definitely dealing with that this morning. Is it going to be warm enough today for any of it to melt? Yeah, so right now we're forecasting uh, high temps today in the, the low to mid-30s across the region. Um, so, you know, some most spots will rise above above freezing, and, you know, that'll help the, the roads warm up a little bit. But, you know, it's not like we're going into the 40s where you'd see some really nice melting, so... You know, I'm just even looking out the office window here right now, and there's still clearly slush and snow and, and ice on the road. So, um, you know, no, we're not expecting a ton of that to melt away. So later tonight, it's going to get pretty cold into the mid to upper teens. Um, so as the sun goes down, you know, we're going to definitely have icy roads still across the area. And, um, you know, then there's the potential for black ice uh, refreezing tonight. Um, so, you know, we urge motorists as, as soon as the sun goes down and, you know, and this afternoon as well, but as soon as the sun goes down, um, you know, try to stay off the roads if you can. And if not, just use caution, especially, uh, at those elevated services and, um, on ramps and, and those kind of places where we typically see, uh, black ice develop and, um, you know, more acier conditions. Now I know there's some precipitation coming this week. Uh, will it be in the frozen form you think? Uh, so right now. I think it uh, looks like Sunday um, into Monday looks pretty dry, um, but it, I think our next chance of any precipitation looks like Tuesday. And right now the models are kind of trending towards um, kind of a warmer event, uh, so mostly rain. That's good. Um, maybe across the North Carolina mountains you might see snow at the higher elevations. Um, but again, you know, it's a little little far out. Right, uh, yeah. But it's... right now it looks, look, looks like a warmer event. So. Yeah. Well, I had a friend at, uh, who went to NC State, and he was intending to be a meteorologist, but he said that uh, his coursework, uh, he kept noticing people leaving along before he did when he was taking tests, so he transferred to another field because he said, well, maybe I'm not smart enough because you guys are really smart, and you could be uh, math yeah. majors. You're thank, kind. <laughs> thank you, Nick. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Take care. Let me ask you. Let me ask a question. Well, uh, he's already gone, and we got to go to the news, Rufus. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. I I want. I've always been intrigued by you. Look, you look at the newscasters, and they're talking about the American model and the European model. I don't understand what that's all about. I've always wanted to ask a a bona fide what that's all about. Yeah. So the the European model is um, it's a Essentially, uh, you know, people, uh, sorry, uh, organizations in Europe, they, they just have created their own weather model. I mean, it uses the same physics as the American model to predict weather patterns, um, but they do some different techniques to, to try to get it um, more accurate. So, I mean, we, we utilize the European model, we utilize the American model, which the, the most specific one that we use is called the GFS model. You might have seen the, the news talk about that. Um, but 
you know, for us, we, we utilize any um, available model and we, we see if they're in agreement or disagreement and then that affects our confidence level. So the yeah. main difference is they just use some different right. um, techniques to, um, you know, try to get the best forecast possible. Nick, thank um, you. And, and sometimes American model does better than the other, than yeah. the European and, and vice versa. So. Thanks. Have a great day. All right. You too. Take care. All right. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. It's 1034. Rufus, did that uh, cover your question well? well for yes, did... it does, but I, I, I still am mystified because if you, uh, I've noticed that if you use one, it can change the temperature and the weather conditions in one way. If you use the other one, it could be another outcome. So I'm Yeah, and we see that more with, uh, they, they mention it more when we have hurricanes. Uh, for this yeah, area absolutely. but they uh they they uh the, the european model and I, I know has uh the the uh european union funds that so they i don't know if they're technically more accurate but i, I think nick said that sometimes one's better than the other um but it's gosh it's so complicated the, the computer models you know they still have to figure out what they what they're telling you and and interpret it well enough to give their opinion their educated opinion on on um, what's actually going to happen with the weather oh yeah so well, it's mind blowing it really is these guys really could uh, these media guys and gals could be math majors and just as easily as uh, what they're doing me the big john or jc Knowles, they could tell us all about it yeah i don't know <laughs> you ring uh you ring uh, big john's out sledding this morning yeah he probably is <laughs> I, I just heard from our, our friend uh rhonda garrison who used to be the uh, farm director here she's uh, executive director of the corn growers association and lives on the coast now and uh she said her power has not gone out and uh, that's great that it hasn't oh good yeah um, and William uh, William and Beaufort told us that uh, his he has a generator and his uh, lights were sputtering here and there, going on and off. But he hadn't lost power completely. So we hope everybody. There are nine thousand people in the state, which is a relatively low amount, and most of them are on the coast who've lost power. There are some in Wake County, just a handful of folks. And uh, if if you've lost power. It, it doesn't matter if anybody else has lost it. Uh, you know, you get, you've got to deal with it, and that's uh, that, those are all the problems you need uh, for a day, I think, to lose power on a cold day like this where it's 22 degrees and uh, there's uh, really no place to get warm. Uh, we hope uh, that you are in good shape and uh, your belly's full. Rufus, your belly full? Have you had your nabs this morning? Or? I certainly did, but- I had that new new one that we talked about the other day called uh, with a chocolate filling in that, uh, well, that that Captain's Wafer thing with a chocolate filling. Uh-huh. That's, that's something else. Uh, we got some gourmets. We found out last week. Now, the show started in the most professional way that we could start it. I was standing out in the hall uh, at airtime talking uh, to our producer who's in, a, in another studio and um, for some reason the, st- the producer turned the mics on in here and Gerald and Rufus were in the middle of a nab conversation 
So when they discovered they were on the air, they just continued the NAB conversation. <laughs> and it's amazing how many people are NAB aficionados. We had, we had several callers who, uh, who enlightened us on the different types of, of NABs, which are actually not NABs. They, Nabisco doesn't make them anymore, I don't think. But uh, the Lance people was what we're talking about. Yeah. So uh, it's amazing, uh, Jeff, I, how much mileage you can get out of a subject like that. I've always been curious why they're called NABs. Because it was Nabisco made them oh, originally. Oh, that's right, Nabisco. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, at least that's what I've been told. Okay, that's what I've been uh, Is that right, Rufus? Told. Yeah, that makes that sense. That is exactly you're the con- You're the connoisseur. Okay. And uh, don't fool with anything, Jeff, except the the lamps because they're they're fraudulent. <laughs> and you you may generically call anything that's made by lamps a nab. Okay. Whether it's round, square, peanut, middle, grilled cheese middle, uh, cheese and cream cheese and chives, it may be called a nab. Of course, the uh, station does not uh, necessarily agree with uh, that opinion just voiced uh, on the air in case we have some uh, somebody who's advertising <laughs> a product other than the Lance people. But at any rate, Johnny Johnny says he likes them, but I, I don't know. Johnny, you just did, it really didn't sound heartfelt. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I've always heard, you know, the, the, the choices between that is corners, no corners. Yeah, you know, I got you. Yeah, or you want the square one. So, what did you yeah, fix your? Uh, like what did you fix your wife for breakfast this morning? <laughs> uh, no corners. No, no. It was, um, <laughs> I ate cereal and uh, had cereal and a muffin this morning. And, uh, uh, gee, Fruit Loops mm-hmm. or cocoa puffs? Cereals, <laughs> um, and and then a mixture of, of some other. Other cereals uh, to go along with those, uh, little granola and um, mm-hmm. uh, oatmeal squares. So yeah, uh, cereal was good this morning. But, uh, just glad we had uh, we had power and was able to have coffee. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something to wake you up. Well, I'm I'm glad y'all are mending and and all the animals, your chickens, everybody's okay. The goose and the stars to know. Everybody fared fared well. I bet that peacock hadn't you hadn't heard anything out of that peacock this morning because it's too cold. To... No, no, we uh we put a little cover over his um well both though we got two and we had uh, uh-huh. cover so they stay a little bit warmer last night. Right. So, but no, I haven't heard a peep out of him today. Uh, I bet that they hang around together. Uh, Jim is with us in Fuquay Varina. Jim, how are you this morning? I'm fine. I'm warm in the house and uh, watching a record pull somebody out of the ditch across the street. Oh, my. <laughs> ah. Well, uh, the question I had for you today was uh, about two weeks ago, uh, you were talking about a plant called Fragrant Osmanthus. Yes. And, um, uh, you and uh, Mr. Edmiston there had talked about uh, what a good hedge this uh, plant would make and how it's hardy and so forth. And uh, I wanted to find out if there's a someplace in the area where a fellow could go and look at uh, a hedge uh, that's uh, grown up with this stuff. Somebody's created a hedge with this fragrant osmanthus. Well, I know a couple of places on uh, one of the one of the areas I walk in Raleigh, but it's it's you know it's just in a neighborhood uh, off of Millbrook Road, um, the Hedgemore. Uh, Hedgemore Road is uh, there are a couple of them. The people 
people live across the street from each other. They both have hedges, but they they're not uh, they're tall. They can get uh, you know 20, 30, 20, 30 feet tall. These are very tall ones. They haven't uh, manicured them, uh, but uh, I don't know if uh, of any Rufus. Have you seen any hedges around? Well, I'm I'm looking out my window. Yeah, you go to Rufus's house. At mine right now, <laughs> and the trouble about it is the the getting here and finding me here because of the the gate around the the place. But Jim, let me describe it to you. It's, it's evergreen. Uh, mine is now up, I would say, 30, at least 30 feet, as Mike described. Uh, it is multi-trunk. Uh, I put them about seven or eight feet apart when they were first, first uh, small plants. They grew rapidly uh, about sometimes two feet a year. Now, these are at least 35 or 35 or 40 years old. Uh, they, they don't make a mess. They, they bloom, from, like Mike, Mike has said, he's got some that blooms four or five times a year. Mine do, too. And it just fragrance up the entire. You, you can come almost to my, my gate. To come into the property must be two football fields long, and I can smell them from down there. Uh, it's just a fantastic plant, and you can prune it any way you want to, any time of the year. Now, it, it, it doesn't, about three or four feet up, there's going to be no, no low hanging branches, but it still makes a perfect hedge. It's where I, you can't see my, I parked my car there between that hedge and the, and the garage. And I, I love the thing for all those good reasons. You might be able to find uh, online, uh, there, there are a lot of photos online of fragrant osmanthus. Now, I put in uh, photos of fragrant osmanthus hedges, and uh, I don't know that I got, a, got one that, that really shows that. But, uh, Johnny, what were you going to say? I was just saying another uh, um, Lucas did an excellent job of describing them, and false holly is is one of the common names for osmanthus. So they do resemble holly. Some of your your taller holly trees, um, they just have opposite leaves rather than alternate leaves. But we have just a single one in our yard, and it's amazing. Uh, and you don't you don't see the blooms, you smell the blooms. <laughs> it's like, like all of a sudden I'll be walking by an area and it's like the osmanthus fragrance are, are blooming, but I didn't see them. I just just get this wonderful scent. Uh, so you don't need, you don't have to have a hedge. I guess my point was, you don't have to have a whole hedge of them to, to get that scent because we we have that single um, single plant in the yard, and it is. But they are they are very reliable as a hedge. And uh, Jim, I I just I just uh, looked at some photos. I put in photos of fragrant osmanthus hedges, and it it does have uh, some pictures, so you would be able to to see see them in, in photographs okay well maybe i'll give that a try then um yeah I just, uh, always stop by uh mr edmiston's house and uh, scratch jasper on the head i lost my, <laughs> I lost my english setter about a year and a half ago and i miss her oh you you had an english setter they are fine dogs yeah they are oh man just a beautiful dog that's so sweet 
And Jasper's been helping with the program today, Jim. Yeah, you know, the last time I went out to Rufus, uh, Jasper was reading the New York Times. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, my girl lived to be 14 years old, and then I had to let her go. She had too many medical That's an problems. old dog. So Jasper's 13. He's getting feeble in his legs and arthritic. But to uh, have a bird dog like a, that, that kind of a setter is, is a real old age. That's great. Yeah. Well, Jim, I hope that helps. Okay, well, um, that's what I'll try then. I'll try looking on the Internet and see if I can't see some pictures of uh, this fragrant osmanthus as a hedge. I tried that once before, but I didn't uh, I didn't enter uh, hedge in the uh, search box. So right. I just got <clears throat> pictures of uh, small plants and so forth. Yeah. So maybe if I type in well, the I, word hedge. Jim, I've never had a sign of any disease. Yeah. You don't have to spray it. You don't. Uh, it, it doesn't shed a whole group of leaves. It's just uh, Mike and I have mentioned this thing so much on the, the the show that I think people get tired of it. But I just don't know how you could ever uh, go without one. Right. Well, I I, I remember it's uh, been a topic of conversation uh, several times. And yeah. That's why I thought I'd call and ask about it. Right. Yeah, go this spring, uh, call the garden hut there uh, and see if Nelsa has any, and so you can uh, eyeball the plants and see what they look like uh, right there. Okay, well, I'll, I'll do that and go uh, visit the garden hut and see what she yeah. has to show me there. And thank you for your time this morning. Hey, thanks for calling. Yes, sir. Have a great day and stay Bye. safe. Uh, 23 degrees currently in the Triangle. A few power outages here and there, but not many, thank goodness. But uh, stay off the roads unless you really have to be there. I know you hear us say that, but we've been on the roads, and I I would certainly advise against it. More of The Weekend Gardener coming up. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country. The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right. Uh, we have a few minutes left here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here. we got uh, Brother Rufus and also Johnny Coley from uh, the Extension Service in person in Granville County. You know, speaking of vehicles that uh, probably shouldn't be on the road today, if you want to keep them in good shape, you ought to go to King's Auto Service. Now, each season brings its own problems for your automobile. And uh, King's Auto, rightly so, believes in being very proactive with the maintenance of uh, your car and the effects of the weather, like today. Oh, it can be murder. You know, it's time to, to get those belts and hoses and fluid levels checked. You should have done it before now, actually. And the antifreeze protection. Tread depth on your tires if you're trying to go out today. Uh, that's just, that would just be one of your problems. So you need that the good tires for maximum handling, obviously, and good brakes and all of that stuff. King's Auto Service can help you with all of that. Uh, they are some of the tops in the business as far as I'm concerned. And for those of you who have a hybrid vehicle and more and more of you buying hybrid vehicles, King's Auto Service has certified hybrid technicians. They go to school a lot. 
They're ready to diagnose uh, any of the problems you may have with the high-voltage battery packs, and they can replace them for less than the dealer will charge for a replacement. Now, this uh, can occur 150,000 miles or so. That's kind of the average. Some go for a long, long time. Call Kings today and schedule a courtesy battery analysis. Kings Auto Service and Kings Correct Lube. Easy to find at 1039 North West Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. Kings Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. The year after this show went on the air, 1945. How about that? So they, they know what they're doing there. Uh, and, and please tell Dean Bailey that you that we mentioned this, and uh, I think you'll be very satisfied with them. 1054, Johnny, uh, the, a lot of folks are preparing their gardens for spring. Uh, any, any tips you can give us? Vegetable um, gardens? Well, um, yeah, just you know, this time of year, if you haven't ordered your seeds, if you haven't got your seeds um, ordered, especially for your um, uh, earlier plantings, you want to go ahead and, and uh, try to secure those. Uh, I'm feeling it's going to be another last two years have been stellar seasons for garden centers and um, and for seeds uh, being sold. So go ahead and, and uh, try to secure your your seed and. Um, and if you're going to start your seeds inside, um, you know, make sure you allow yourself enough time to get those seeds germinated and the plants up some size before getting them into your garden. Uh, usually, uh, for example, tomatoes, you're going to want about a six-week lead time from uh, seed to the size of the plant needs to be transplanted. And uh, peppers, probably about eight weeks. So, um, you know, just just allow yourself enough time to, to plant the seeds if you want to start them. Uh, in, in the house and um, and get them get them started. So you you don't want to you know have to plant them and get them up and and put them right outside. You want to have some time to harden them off. Uh, but you know it's getting time to pretty soon in February. You know be able to plant some uh, some of the uh, especially late February uh, some of the cool season crops um, and then the, um, the, the even carrots. Uh, things like that. Go ahead and get them in the ground, and uh, and they'll they'll germinate and, and come up. And then um, you know pre-emergence as far as lawns are concerned are going to be a thing pretty soon. Uh, usually, I mean, you want the soil temperature to be around 50 degrees. I think for three days in a row, over most of your weeds to start germinating. So you want it's better to get your pre-emergent out early than it is to wait too late and, and those seeds start germinating. So. Uh, you know, a couple of things to, to start getting on the radar anyway, not not necessarily have to go out there and do it today. Um, probably not, wouldn't recommend it today. So. <laughs> and of course, pruning, uh, there are some things that we can be pruning right now. Exactly, yeah, yeah, pruning. Uh, it's a great time, this is a great time of year to, to do uh, pretty much any pruning, as I mentioned earlier, just make sure you know when that plant blooms. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want to go out and rejuvenate a, a, um, a forsythia right now you know, just before they start blooming. So um, you, you want to make sure you know when they're blooming, but right now is a good time to, you know, to do most most of any pruning uh, other than those plants that bloom on last year's growth. So it'd uh, be a good time to do that. Rufus, I guess your Daphne has not, my, mine hadn't started blooming. Those, those buds are out there ready to go, but. Well, they're, they're almost in bloom, my, my Daphne. They start out with red. 
red and then they turn white. Yeah. They're almost to the white form. And of course, uh, you know, we have that, that other Chinese paper plant that you and I can't think of the name of. Edgeworthy. Edgeworthy. Uh, it, it still was hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very hardy plant. Good, uh, a native plant that uh, Johnny, uh, we can get a lot of pleasure from Edgeworthy. Uh, it's an interesting plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a beautiful scent to that as, as well. And uh, Ruben, I was going to tell you last year, I don't know if y'all remember, but uh, I was on the air about this time, maybe a little bit later. And uh, I was mentioning we have a Daphne um, in the in a container, and it was just full of blooms last year. And Ruben, you made the comment that uh, uh, it might be on its way out because. Uh, how many blooms and buds it had on it? Well, you 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 were right on because uh, it, it is not it is struggling now. It <laughs> bit the dust. It, it didn't die. Oh it is still it is still hanging on, but it's uh, not nearly what it was last year. Right, uh, wore it out, huh? God. Yeah, yeah. Well, Joe, yeah. Joe the Bowser said to tell us hello. He's up in D.C. Up up in up in Virginia. Yeah. Well. By the way, I'm I'm so happy to hear from that. That gentleman from Richmond named named Robert. That yes, been over thirty years ago that, that he was talking about that letter. People don't forget the things that uh, that you've done for him, Rufus. They don't forget. Well, this yeah. this show just brings out the best in people. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Well, uh, Johnny, I will be uh, worrying you to death uh, trying to get you back on the show when you have a chance. <laughs> And um, I think Paul's going to be on in, in early. Fe- Paul's going to be on in early February, so uh, we'll see if we can uh, get together and take you boys out to lunch sometime up there at George's in Oxford or someplace. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Sounds All right, good. buddy. Stay safe. Y'all take care. You, you, y'all, men, you and your wife, stay safe. All right, brother Rufus, you stay inside today. I absolutely will be. All right, Jeff Hamlin. Wonderful job. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Thanks to everybody. We love you all. We'll see you next week on The Weekend Gardener.